Good morning. Good to see everyone out. Welcome. Uh, just a few uh, quick announcements uh, that we have. Uh, first off, the uh, April newsletter is out. That's on the back. Um, and as we normally have like birthdays and anniversaries and stuff like that, like if you want your uh, name, like birthdays and stuff added to that, there's a little thing you can put on the back. Um, and that way Rachel has it. She can add it to the upcoming newsletters. Um, tonight at five o'clock, um, everyone's welcome next door. Uh, we're going to have uh, cornhole. Um, and some food. Is there anything else? Crafts. Cornhole and crafts. Cornhole and crafts tonight at 5 o'clock. Everyone else is welcome out to that. Um, also, um, coming up on April 8th, we're going to have the uh, Junior Reach Out Easter Extravaganza. 
Um, that's going to be Friday, April 8th from 6.30 to 8. Uh, so anyone that's involved with Junior Reach Out um, is welcome to come out to that. Um, I believe that's all I have as far as announcements go. Um, so with that, I'll go ahead and ask everyone to stand up, and we'll get a verse of the song. Everyone, please get a blue book. It's on page 99. Page 99. teachers and families and everything that were affected by that. Continue to pray for those families. Remember this in your prayers this morning. 
Remember Rachel's friend Nikki is she gets ready to go through this divorce. Pray for her. We have a lot of bad news all around us this week. A friend, every one of our friends has something bad news and bad things happen. But I just want to thank God for answering prayers this week. Absolutely. Continue to pray for them. I have a friend that asked me to put her on our church's prayer list. She has some significant health issues and she's a believer and she knows God can help her. So pray for the Santa babies this morning. All minds are clear. Uh, Brother Andy, would you mind leading us in some prayer before we take the offer? Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for allowing us to meet in your house. We ask that you be with each one, be with each of the prayer requests, Lord, and grant them to your will. We ask that you be with one brings the message, Lord, that, that someone that may not know you may come to find you. We ask that you be with the offering, or let us use it to, to further your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
good morning. I have to apologize for the weather. Missy said it was all my fault because last week I was talking about how nice it was. So I apologize. But it will be 70s on Wednesday, right? So looking forward to that. But I think that's what's got me all messed up too. I've been this weather doing something to my allergies or something. So it's been a, a really good week. Um, had, a, had a couple of folk come to the Lord this week. And I'll let them address that as they want to. Um, but just really blessed me beyond belief. So just so thankful for that. And so thankful for that song, Because He Lives. That's why we're, we're doing what we're doing. It's because He lives. So uh, Anybody with a special song this morning? Nobody jumping up. Well, Brother John's going to be bringing the word for us this morning. Been praying for him. Looking forward to that. So I'll turn the service over to him. Well, good morning. Thanks, guys. I always count on Dale and David. We'll be in the uh, ninth chapter of the Gospel of John this morning. Go ahead and turn there and you pray for us. And, uh, we'll, uh, do our best to be obedient to what the Lord has for us this morning. Chapter 9, the Gospel of John. We remember last time I spoke, um, Feast of the Tabernacles just finished up there in chapter 8, and Jesus was going back and forth about... uh, the Jews being Abraham's seed and that he he was before uh, Abraham and uh, the chapter ends as it began. Uh, you guys remember the, the woman taken in adultery was brought to Jesus and she was about to be stoned and Jesus told her accusers, those without sin, be the first to throw the stones. And the end of chapter 8, uh, Jesus is kind of stealing away as uh, the group took up stones to stone him because he was claiming to be God again as he is. And um, he's, he's gone. Okay. All right. Um, so we'll start reading here in, the, in chapter 9, there at the first verse. It says, and as Jesus passed by, and we don't really know how much time has gone by. We just know it's somewhere between what we would call September, October till April, March, April. Because this was the last feast of the tabernacles. And then the, in John's gospel, the next feast is the Passover where Jesus is uh, crucified, buried, and resurrected. So Jesus passed by. He saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents 
but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground, made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, go wash in the pool of Salome, which is being inter interpretation, which is, is by interpretation said. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him, that he was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, he put clay upon my eyes and I washed and do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, this man is not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, how can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. They say unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him that he hath opened thine eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him, that he had been blind and received his sight, until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who ye say was born blind? How then doth he know how... How then doth he know now see? His parents answered then and said, We know that he is our son and that he was born blind. By what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, ask him. He shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews for the Jews had agreed already that any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore said his parents, he is of age, ask him. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, whether he's a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. Then said they to him again, What did he to thee? How opened he thine eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and ye did not hear. Wherefore would ye hear it again? 
Will ye also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciples, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spake unto Moses as for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing, that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened my eyes. Now we know that the God heareth not sinners, but any man be a worshiper of God and doth his, doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, was it to, uh, is not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was born blind. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. Then answered, they answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sins, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and then he had found him and said unto him, Dost thou believeth on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he, he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. A lot going on there. A lot of good stuff here, so just uh, be with us this morning. You know, we, 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 we look at this blind man's condition, and, you know, we, we can look at others who are, are suffering in one way or another. Uh, whether it's you know, the conflict in Ukraine, school shootings, or <clears throat> senseless things going on in this world that people are suffering from, whatever illness, COVID, cancer, um, whatever, whatever it is. And here we have this blind man uh, here that Jesus uh, comes across in, in his travels, and the disciples... Um, ask that question, why? Why? And, and, and we, we ask that same question, why, why certain things happen? And they ask the question is, you know, why is this man blind? But specifically, who did the sin? Him or his parents? And, you know, you would think, well, he was born blind, so he hadn't did anything to sin. Um, so, you know, you would think that it was beyond the parents. And from Exodus, there is taught that, you know, somebody's sin could last a third or fourth generation. Not that if I did something bad that my kids are going to suffer for that. But the consequences of what I would do bad could cause um, them to suffer. And I always think about, you know, how, some, how people fall out of church, how that circle gets broken. And how that can affect generation to generation of, of people. Um, but it was a common belief back then that, that some of the Jews, not all the Jews, believed that the soul was, all the souls were in the Garden of Eden before the world was begun. And, and, and again, this is, this is some of their speculated beliefs and that they could do something in that life to be 
born <laughs> blind or born crippled or, or whatever it was. But, you know, that, that gives the, the thought of, well, then the Hindus may have something in that reincarnation, but in, in, the, in the doctrine or the, the belief of reincarnation, but the resurrection, there's nothing in scripture that substantiates that. And, and how the Jews came up with that, I have no idea. But the Bible backs the resurrection. And if it wasn't for the resurrection, why, why are we here this morning? Why, why did we ha- have good news this week? A couple of souls coming, coming to the Lord. So, you know, then, then you think, okay, what, what did his parents do that, that, that caused this? And, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, did they do this or that? So the disciples were really speculating as what could have happened. And Jesus sets them straight there in, in uh, verses, uh, verses 3 and 4 and 5. It says, Jesus answered, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, that the works of God should be manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, that night, uh, while while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So, um, Jesus gives them the answer that you know God should be glorified in this, and you know it's still beyond our comprehension as to you know why we always we always want to know right now. Why, why stuff happens. It's a very, very common thing. But, you know, you, how, how is this man's blindness or how is this person who's suffered, how can God be glorified in that? And uh, God's always working. And as Christ says there, you know, he must do the works of him who sent him. And, you know, I was thinking about there in that, in that fourth and that third and or fourth and fifth verse, the word should be manifest and must be manifest and and I'm, I'm sure brother Tony gets into this some at, at work and many others probably do you get a compliance type document from the government and it has a bunch of definitions at the beginning of beginning of it must might may shall should and the definitions well if it's a must you have to do it if it's a shall you have to do it if it's a should well you should probably do it, but that's not necessarily the case. So when I look at that word should and this whole situation, you know, that blind guy was just sitting there. He didn't know. He's not like the other blind guy who was calling out to Jesus. This guy was just sitting there and Jesus manifested this miracle on him. So he had, he had some free will like we all do. We all have a choice. We all have that decision. When, when God calls to, 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 to act. Um, we're not acting because it was a shall. Thou shalt be saved. Scripture teaches us you must be saved to inherit heaven. And we'll touch on that here in a little bit. But as long as Christ was here and there in the, the Feast of the Tabernacles, there at the end of the feast when they turned, if you remember, they snuffed out the candelabras, the two big 70-foot candelabras that lit up the city. And Jesus proclaimed that he was the light of the world. 
Well, he proclaimed the light of the world, and he's showing here that he is the light of the world. And while it was still day, while he was still on this earth, he was going to do God's will. And he was doing a must. And that's what we should be doing. Yeah, we have some should in us, but we need to live for Christ. Um, there in verses 6 and 7, it talks about the cure. Um, so when, when you would think, um, yeah, you take spit on the ground and take up the dirt and, and put it on somebody's eyes, you would think that would make them blind. Right? You know, you put dirt in my eyes, I'm not going to be able to see. I was, I was laughing so hard in Sunday school this morning, I was teared up, I couldn't see. And... Um, so you, it, it's just kind of contrary to what you would think. But, you know, in, in, in Christ using that, his, his saliva and the, and the dirt, you know, the kind of the purpose there was to, to invoke hope and expectation in this, in this blind man. And, and also the source, that it wasn't so much the spit and the, the dirt, because that's contrary to what, you would think scientifically or practically would give that guy's sight that the source of the healing was not coming from the dirt and saliva, but it's actually coming from Christ himself. And, um, and then we, we again, this, this blind man didn't know Jesus for who he was, and, and, and Jesus tells him, go wash. And he doesn't question him. He goes and wash. He didn't have anything to lose. He stepped out on faith and went washed. And the result of that, he gained his sight. So he showed a little bit of faith to do what Jesus told him to do. And, and, and those who knew him there in, in verses 8 through 12, they were, they were confused by the whole thing. And the neighbors and, and those that had seen that uh, person sit there all these years just begging every day. He was in a routine, you know, get up in the morning and somebody maybe, maybe had to help him to his spot to, to, to get some support um, because he couldn't work for himself or anything. Um, so they, they were confused and so they started questioning, you know, you know, you know is, is it him? Somebody that looks like him, and he claims for himself there that uh, there in verse nine, I am he. Therefore said unto him, How were your eyes open? And then he answered and said, A man that was called Jesus. So at this time, he doesn't really know that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the the Creator. He isn't. He's the one who's going to go to the cross in a few months and. And, and die for the sin of the entire world. He, he doesn't know him from anybody, but he just knows him as a man named Jesus. And we're going to see a progression here throughout this passage that, uh, that, is, that is common to everyone's salvation experience. Um, and we'll, we'll touch on that here shortly. So part of the Jewish tradition is that if anybody was cured of an element, so this blind, this, the blindness was lifted from this, from, this, from this person, 
was to take them in front of the Jewish leadership to certify or to to give them the thumbs up that they were cured. You know, in the in the person that suffered leprosy, they became cured. They had to go and get certified that they were clean. And that's the same thing here. This man's blindness, again, they thought it was due to sin. And now it's gone. So they had to give them, you're certified, you're cured, you're clean. Same by who had an element they considered unclean. And so they take him to the, the Pharisees. And this, and this really puts them in a pickle because how, how do they believe the miracle, but yet they don't believe in the one who executed the miracle. You know, it was quite obvious that this, this person was blind and now he sees, but they couldn't even say the name of Jesus. And the reason for that was because in the Hebrew, Jesus is Joshua and Joshua means Jehovah saves. The Pharisees could not call Jesus by his name. They called the Christ or that is, if this is the Christ, but they would never call Jesus by his name. And here we got, we got another situation here where they, they go through the inquiry and, 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 and interrogate or question um, him about, you know, uh, what had happened. And he, he tells them that, you know, this man named Jesus made clay and spittle and put it on my eyes and... Um, and now I see, and, and this called, caused division amongst them. Um, some of the center, or they, they said there in verse 16, therefore says some of the Pharisees, this man not of God because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. It seemed like Jesus liked to heal on the Sabbath day because he knew that was gonna get the Pharisees all riled up. You know, the man that was there, but the, the, the head was on his mat there by the, the pool of Bethsaida. Same day, Sabbath day. Take up your bed and walk. Uh-oh, Jesus, you're a sinner. You healed on the Sabbath, not allowed to work. And they, they, just, they just love that. And so they, you know, how can it be, you know, he heals on the Sabbath. He's a sinner. So it caused division amongst people who were actually seeing the evidence and and, and confused by why Jesus would do what he would do on the Sabbath day. Um, we also see here when they question him uh, the first time uh, that he calls, calls him a prophet there in verse 17. They said unto the blind man again, thou sayest thou of him that he hath opened thine eyes. He said he is a prophet. All right, so we start the progression. A man named Jesus, he's a prophet. So you recognize there was something special about this man named Jesus. Okay? So he, he, he knows that something very, very miraculous, and whether it was, you know, going back to remembering what Elijah and some of the other Old Testament prophets would do to help people make the, the bread and the oil last for a long time, raise, raise uh, sick people up. Um, he recognized there was something special about Jesus. 
So we start to see that, that the progression there. So the Pharisees get all tied up and um, they said, okay, let's, let's, let's talk to his parents. Let's see if we can get anything out of them. And, and the parents answered, yes, he is our son. Yes, he was born blind. Um, how, how does he see? How did he get his sight? We don't know. We don't know how, but we don't know who. And the scripture tells us, you know, they, they kept it there. Um, there in verse uh, 21, he says, he, he's of age. Ask him, he'll sh- he shall speak for himself. And that, that, is, that is important. That, that is an important phrase there. Those words speak his parents because they feared the Jews for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the, con- of the synagogue. So the parents, you know, were worried about whether how much detail they know. Uh, Andy used that famous word in legal term, plausible deniability in Sunday school a few times today. Um, they didn't really, they they. You know, he's of age, let him speak for himself. And so we, we come back to the second uh, time the Pharisees start questioning him and, and, and he gets kind of fed up and says, you know, I've already told you once, do you want to become his disciple also? And then the beautiful thing here is that here you have these Pharisees who are supposed to be the authority and the experts that know everything about God and the Old Testament and the traditions, this, that, and the other. And here we have this beggar, ignorant person that the, the, the Pharisees are looking down on, essentially kind of putting it out here in, in, in verses uh, uh, 30 and, and on. Uh, the man answered and said unto them, why here, is a, why here is a marvelous thing that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened my eyes. Now ye know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God, he doth, doeth his will, him he heareth. Since the world began, and this is the beggar, this is the, the, the guy who just received the sight talking to the Pharisees. He's telling them, all the stuff that they should already know. Uh, since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of the one who was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. And then the result of him t- putting them kind of in their place, they threw him out of the synagogue. But in that throwing him out of the synagogue, he, he, they, they could not take away what Jesus gave him. They, they could not take away, uh, make him blind. They could not take away the experience. They could not take any of that away, what he received uh, that, that, uh, that day. So they cast him out. And then Jesus heard and heard about it, and Jesus found him. Uh, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, 
that I might believe on him. And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. There's a third thing of the progression there. The man, a prophet, somebody special, not necessarily a prophet, but somebody special, and then recognizing his Lord. And when you recognize Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, it brings about worship. It doesn't say how he worshiped. I don't know if he raised his hands, jumped up and down like the, like the, uh, the, the, the crippled guy at this uh, beautiful gate where John and Peter uh, called upon God and, and he was saved and he, he, he jumped for joy and was carrying on. He may have fell on his knees prostrate to the ground right in front of Jesus. We don't know. It doesn't really matter. Because everybody has their own own way of worshiping. Some other things here I pointed out there in verse 21. He shall speak for himself. You know, each each one of us who have trusted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that's a, that's a one-on-one experience. This 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 blind man got up that morning. Just another day. Didn't know. But when Jesus passes by, a divine opportunity. A divine opportunity. Jesus is passing by. And how 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 you go how you've gone through that progression, maybe, you know, I I I Knew a lot about Jesus growing up because I, I went to church, but I didn't know Jesus until I was 23 years old. There was, a, there was a progression there. I knew a lot about who he was. I knew there was something special about him, but I didn't know him as Lord until I submitted myself to him, acted on a little bit of faith, and now I try to worship him on a regular basis. Amen. And how you do that, how whatever your experience, whether it's kind of what we call a traditional, you come down to the altar, you get saved. And I've heard of Brother Tony's experience of him getting saved in the barn on Miller Banner Road there at Willow Road. Um, Brother Cecil Griffith, out here on Route 4, car on the side of his truck on the side of the road, got down and prayed at his bumper. Uh, whether it's at your seat, whether it's at home, wherever it was, it doesn't matter. It's that you had that experience one-on-one. It didn't take four or five. It didn't take mom and dad. It didn't take his parents. They go to the parents and say, he's old enough, he can speak for himself. Just because you come to church with mom and dad all these years does not make you a Christ follower. Does not make you a Christ follower. You have to do it for yourself. It's your experience. It's your time. We're all born blind. We're all born in sin. You know, there are a lot of parallels here to to this physical defect in this man and the spiritual defect that we all 
are born with. We're all born in sin. We're all born blind. And we go through this life and trying to find something to satisfy us, to make us happy. And that never, never happens until you have an encounter with the man named Jesus. The man named Jesus. Oh, we have a holiday. We celebrate Christmas. I heard of something about baby in a manger. Oh, Easter bunny, Easter egg hunt's coming up. But we also heard about a cross on Golgotha's Hill where a man between two thieves died. And the story says he resurrected. Something special about that. Don't understand. Not only is it the most recorded event in history, there's something special about that. But there comes a time when Jesus passes by. This man didn't call out to him. Jesus pointed out to him. Jesus came to him. Is Jesus coming to you today? As we have one verse of a song. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, you don't know who that man Jesus is, you know there's something special about him, he's calling to you this morning. Come and have your spiritual blindness removed as we have one verse of a song. Appreciate that, Brother John. Oh, that just hurt. Sorry, I've had a bad back this week, too. I'm all a mess. So we've we've had a a few folks this this past week that uh, have accepted Jesus into their heart, and uh, I want to give them just an opportunity. Um, They don't have to say anything, but I want to give them an opportunity to share what Jesus did with them. And it wasn't the traditional come down here. We went in this closet and prayed together and she accepted Jesus right there. So thankful for that. All right, so I have to ask. Do you go by M or Emily? M. M, there we go. Now everybody knows. M. I'm sister. There you go. We didn't know. You don't look like it all. Appreciate that. God bless you. Anybody else this morning?
It's tough being a kid accepting Jesus in your heart. But Wednesday night at my house, Travis Wilma came up to me and said, Tuesday night I was reading out a job and I accepted the Lord right there. And it don't get no better than that. It's been a great week. And there's more. There's more. Like Tony's always said, follow that still small voice. Don't ever let it go. Now, I will tell you, when you accept that, Satan gets real good at trying to deceive you. Be prepared. Be prepared. You didn't think he's going to hear me crying this morning, did you? It's not a week unless I cry. It's all good. Anybody with a word this morning or a praise? Bobby, I'm thankful to hear about the souls being saved and love the message this morning. It just took me back. You know, like, like how John said, you know, I was fortunate to be brought up in church. You hear about Jesus, you know there's something special, but there's that progression. And what a special day when he talks to you, when you know he's speaking to you. Yep. That still small voice, and I'm thankful yep. that he's there saved and have that wonderful message. Yep. Absolutely. Appreciate that. It's when it gets real. Someone else. All mine's clear. Brother Greg, would you care to dismiss us with a word of prayer this morning? Oh, Lord God, thank you for this uh, great day. Thank you for bless us with, Lord. Thank you for the call word that we've heard, Lord. Thank you for this uh, message. Please, God, just help us that we will uh, use that, uh, go out in the world, be light for you, Lord. Thank you for these souls that have been saved this past week, and Lord, just be with those that uh, may be under conviction. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.